Who are you, really? Hey, if that's a question you're asking yourself as a leader, as a person, trying to create a life worth living in your faith, family, and career, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical advice to help pull you out of your rut into that life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in this episode, we're going to be joined by special guest, Ray Lacara Jr. Now, Ray is an educator by trade. He's also the author of the book, Who Are You Really? The Search for Authenticity. And we're going to be tackling the topic of living your authentic self, knowing your values, what drives you or what you want to drive you, and what it looks like when you're not living in alignment with that. And then we're going to be looking at uh, even some some topics around, you know, pursuing a fake persona and, and how that misalignment can take a toll on you as well. So sit back, relax, grab a notebook and a pen, because here we go. All right. Hey, Ray, thanks for joining me. How are you doing out there in Seattle, right? Seattle, doing great. Thank you very much. And Jerry, thank you for having me. I oh, really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Uh, we, for everybody else. Ray and I have been chatting for minutes. Uh, and, uh, we almost forgot we had to record an episode here. That's how cool that conversation's been going. <laughs> uh, man, now we got you on because I mean, you've got you got an education background. You've got authentic embassy, and you're all about authentic um, communication, but also just being authentic to self. And uh, one of the things about your website that really stood out to me when we first connected with each other was. Um, you've got the statistic on there and I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. now let me make sure he's a good guest in terms of personality and, and he knows the stuff, but the stat you have on your website right now yeah. is 61% of adults say they feel stuck in a yeah. rut. And that makes sense. Cause we're beyond the rut. We're about living beyond yeah. that. And My- only 8% of those adults have goals to get them out of one. And that aligns um, with a lot of what I've said in my own book that people aim for nothing and they hit it with amazing accuracy <laughs> wow uh, that's a great quote right know, there uh, i got it from yeah. some real estate guy out of chicago but uh joe nego uh but it, it's it's like the wayne gretzky thing right you miss 100 percent of the shots you never take and you know here are people who feel stuck and they, they just don't do anything to go after it and um you know, on my end, it's because we never really defined what success looks like for ourselves. We don't know what a fulfilling life means for us. And so we're not really authentically living that life. And that's why Beyond the Rut got started. It's like to help people get there. And I feel like you have a lot of that same uh, passion. And uh, even though you're going at it a different way, I mean, and for a different target audience, the, the message is still the same. So I'm glad we were able to get you on here and start talking about authenticity and living that authentic life and communicating in an authentic way. Um so what was it that that really got you to, to no, really tackle heard. this? Well, it, wasn't it Ziegler who uh, who said that you know people just aren't aware of of what they're capable of, and, and you know that that's what leads us to this. Uh, and then we were so we were having that conversation earlier about <laughs> the educational system. I'm going yes. to provide that background though. Uh, so look. Um, in the past, um, at least it seemed like when we were growing up, that there was a lot more. Um, it wasn't just reading, writing, and arithmetic. That when we were growing up, the focus was on you as an individual. Um, whether we're talking about soft skills, manners, different things like that, but there was that exploration of of finding yourself and who you are. Um, at least that's the way I thought it was when we were younger. It seems like we don't have 
we don't spend as much time on that anymore. And then everybody's left to sort of flounder and figure it out for themselves. There is no time. Uh, we need to be much more reflective on that because before you know it, all of a sudden, you're now in your 20s. Now you're in your 30s. Now you're in your 40s. And life goes by very, very quickly. Then with the adults that I've worked with, uh, there's a point where they start feeling unsettled and they think it's work, they think it's marriage, they think it's all what it really is. They don't even know who they are. And so to get out of that rut, that first step has to be like, for example, I believe that by first getting to know who you are, and maybe you don't do a deep dive, but at least you start to do that, then that's going to help determine the direction for any kind of coaching or for any kind of change. A lot of people, you know, uh, especially when you get close to the uh, the New Year's holidays or even their birthdays, I'm going to make a change. And they dive into it without any kind of reflection first. So in order to get out of that rut, there has to be that you need to connect with yourself. And a lot of times, one, info, and two, I just, I, I think a lot of people just aren't aware that, hey, wait a minute, that should be the first step so that now... I have a clearer path forward to making a positive, a true and positive change. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up. And for some reason, I've got Hamilton in my head singing, I'm not throwing away my shot. Um, but the reason is because in the musical Hamilton, so this is not a historical quote, guys. This is an artistic, <laughs> Lin-Manuel came up with this, but the character of Hamilton says to Aaron Burr, if you don't know what you live for, what will you fall for? And I was like, oh, man. Uh, and it made me think about you know my work with leaders, in, in specifically in the healthcare space. One of the things I love to do with leaders is ask them, what is your leadership credo? Like, what do you live by? What are your values, your values, not the company values, not the one that your boss says that we got to live by, but what are yours? Um and if they don't have one, it's like, we need to make one. Why? And at first, some people resist. And they think, ah, oh, this is just like frou-frou stuff. But it's like, no, there's freedom that comes with this clarity to be able to say, I as a leader believe in this, this, and this. Because of that, I will always do this. And because of this, you can expect this. And from there, you now have these guardrails to say, yes, I will always do these things. I will never do these things. And you who want to join my team, this is what you can expect. What do you say? And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, it all clicks. Yeah. Look, um, first off, that's very powerful stuff. Uh, and again, part of it is because we don't have these conversations. And and I'll tell you what, you're less likely as an adult because then there's that embarrassment factor, right? I'm not going to get that deep. I'm going to stay on the surface level. I get it. And by the way, that's why with young people, <laughs> so I do conversation courses, uh, I do uh, coaching, but even with young people, we'll talk about who are you? Well, of course, they're kind of, I'll have some students say, well, I, I don't know, I, I may I may change. Yes, of course, but there's something profound in articulating it and looking at who do you want, uh, you know, what do you bring to a, a, a friendship? And what do you want in return? And as you're talking about, I, I tend to call it core values so that you know who you want to bring into your circle. You know, these things, even at a young age, they're, they're important because they help, I would almost say, guard and protect against the negative influences that are coming in through social media uh, or, or maybe the people that are around them. And then the other thing to think about, too, is the reason why 
sometimes the people around us are acting the way they are. I'm not excusing abhorrent behavior, but sometimes the reason why people are acting the way they are acting is because they themselves don't know who they are. They don't know how to interact. Um, and, and also, they may have they may have seen something on on uh, TikTok, or they may have seen something in a movie, and they go, "Hey, that'll be funny to 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 do." Well, you, you have more of a an awareness if you are in alignment with who you are. And again, that comes back from being able to to make that connection. Uh, and that is when I work with people. That's where that whole authentic piece comes in because when you're more aware of who you are, that is going to guide you. Whether you happen to be a young person or an older person, whether you happen to be in school or at work or even within your family. And again, we just, we don't have those conversations. And I would argue that you can be a leader without having to actually have a title. You know, working with your coworkers, they're watching you when days are going great. They're watching you when days are are not that great? Are you consistent? You know, or are you just pretty providing or putting on a facade, um, and then you know your your personality or, or these things change? So just by living as an example and truly being putting other people, considering how you would feel in that position, and then acting accordingly, to me, that's a leader. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about my my army days. Um, you know, in the army, like any other organization, you have your good leaders, you have some bad leaders, you have everybody in the middle. One thing about the army culture was that it ingrained in everybody that everybody is a leader, uh, and not so much that you can start arguing with each other in the middle of combat, but the idea being that there is a way we talk to each other, there is a way that we uh, take ownership, take responsibility for the things in front of us, and in the absence of a formal leader. How do we, you know, tactfully come in and respectfully guide everybody to do what still needs to get done? That those kinds of things, and so I, um, one of one of the few things I'm grateful for uh, in being in the army is that it, it instilled some of that in me and made some of those things clear. Um, and then you know you start to align your 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 true self to that as well, and and now you formidable force uh, wherever you are. Um, one of the movies that oh go ahead go ahead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, though, um, just by implementing that just a little bit, you begin to see, you know, part of the reason why that resonated with you is because you saw a result immediately. You know, and, and honestly, it doesn't take much. Uh, if you look at what a leader doesn't even have to be incredibly good at, let's say, uh, a, a specific, specific thing, but it's about being able to surround yourself with those who can take that that uh, idea, that concept, or, or, or even help that, that job, whatever it is, but surrounding yourself with people that you're motivating, you're inspiring, and even if it means they're going to move on, but you're still backing them, people will remember that. And it doesn't take much in order to, to, to do that. You know, it, people are not looking for you to be running down a hallway holding a sign going, you're awesome. It's the subtle things. Hey, I really appreciate you uh, staying late the other day. I, I I know you got a family and kids. Thank you so much for it's. Oh my goodness, it's so small things. And over the years, I was both a corporate trainer as well as a, a classroom teacher. And those are the things that just really it, they were the big things. Uh, and, and there are statistics that that back that up. Uh, I think Forbes had something like seventy five percent or seventy eight percent of people. Um, don't receive any kind of uh, true leadership training. 
Um, and then they, then they also had, I think it was in 2018, they had something about um, how people leave their positions. And it's not about money. It, it's about just appreciation. And they're not even looking at recognition. It's just appreciation. And, and we're missing that. And by the way, it's the same thing as when we're a student, uh, you know, and, and it's not, hey, good job. I mean, that's nice. But the more specific we can be, and again, that to me is more authentic. I'm authentically letting you know why I think you did a good job. I'm not just spewing words to make you feel better. No, I'm authentically letting you know why I think you really did a great job. Do you ever teach like the SBI model for feedback? It's a situation, behavior, and impact or something like that? <laughs> um, not specifically, but a lot of that is really ingrained in a lot of the stuff that yeah. is taught. Yeah. I hope that wasn't copyrighted. I'm going to get myself sued for saying that. <laughs> Sponsored by whoever came up with the SBI model. <laughs> well, it's kind of like executive functioning. I've been doing executive functioning for years, yeah. but not under specifically that, you know, specifically we're doing executive, but it's really just about your time management and looking at different things and being able to reflect on what is working, what can we improve. Yeah, I love the, the you did bring up those ingredients though, that if like you've given somebody recognition, it's it's gotta be authentic. It's got to be genuine. And the way you communicate that is, here's the specific thing you did. Here's the specific impact it had. Thank you for doing that. Um, and even if it's something out of the norm, like working late or working on a special project that wasn't yours uh, in the corporate space, uh, you know, in the school space, it's, you know, somebody going the extra mile to stand up for somebody who was about to be bullied, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, sharing that specific incident, the specific behavior and the specific impact um, does a lot to to really tell that person, wow, it was a you know, that was, that was real. They saw me, you know, I think that's uh, one of the two big reasons people were leaving jobs in 21 through this year, 2023, you know, so much for evergreen, right guys. Uh, <laughs> but one of the two big buckets, why people were leaving was I didn't see growth in my current job. Uh, it, in translation of that is it, it wasn't meaningful for me anymore. It wasn't fulfilling. And then the other one is I didn't feel cared for. And when you give somebody recognition like that, you're, really helping them feel cared for and they're going to stick around longer. They're going to do more of the thing you just complimented them on or, or gave praise for. And that doesn't just work in the workplace though, does it? No. In fact, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, but, but real quick, I just want to go back just for a moment uh, in terms of, uh, of our leaders um, and that recognition to be able to be that authentic though, they have to feel confident and comfortable enough with themselves. So, so a lot of times what holds people back is that they're not feeling that they really can handle that position or that job, uh, or they're lacking that that confidence. And so they feel like they're losing power by uh, putting more trust in other people who might make them look better than the leader. But that's what it means to be a leader though. So for example, if you make an error or a boo-boo, and it doesn't matter if you're an educator or not, that's fine. Own up to it. Hey, I understand that. We're having a conversation. We, you know, this is all about team. Um, and I think that that's missed. And by the way, yes, being able to recognize people. Um, in, as of February, I will be married for 20 years. Woohoo! Congrats. And, and every, yeah. <laughs> and every single day, though, uh, both my wife and I, for the 20 years we've been together, hey, thank you for X, Y, and Z. Hey, thank you for letting the dog out. Hey, thanks for uh, emptying it. I mean, that may sound really, uh, for some, what am I thinking? Doing the dishwasher or doing, 
But honestly, it's so simple things. Hey, thanks for picking up the stuff at the store. You're recognizing that person because they went out of their way or maybe on the way home, they just wanted to go home when I have to go to the store again. All those little things, but it's about that recognition that even 20 years on is still just as important as it was in the very beginning. Yes, recognition does matter. Yeah, yes. no, that's beautiful. And imagine if we did that with our children. Yes. You know, imagine if we did, I had I had one student who used to come in and I had students that used to always come in for lunch and, and hang out and different things. But I had one particular student who uh, would come in the morning before homeroom and then pop in a lot of times during lunch as well. And I would actually uh, put my stuff down and I would ask her how the day is going. And I didn't have a follow-up. And one day she said to me, why do you ask me so many questions? And I said, well, I could ask you an open, I could ask you a, a closed question. How's the day? And then you say, yes, uh, good, bad, whatever. I said, and then I can just go ahead and continue to do my work. I said, I'm asking you questions because what I'm demonstrating is that you are important and that I do care for you. So the question, I, I could easily just, you know, we could do a one sentence, one word. I said, but that's the reason why I'm doing the follow-up questions. And I said, you wouldn't be here if that didn't matter. And I think sometimes we need to, we're just not aware. And I think that that's where, so with young people and adults, I encourage them to, um, it's great if you do it on your birthday, because then you can reflect on how the year went, but really look into who are you? You know, what are the things that you appreciate? What are the things that make you smile? What are the things that you really don't like? That's another thing too, as we get older, a lot of times we just kind of put up with things. Well, over time, that begins to build. And then we wonder why we're frustrated and angry. And, and Well, it's because what we've allowed people to do is to really take up all of our time. And we're not really doing things that are um, helping us to progress or that we enjoy. So that really starts early. But looking at those things right there will allow us to be able to uh, better manage our time, better interact, and just really feel um, that, hey, today's a good day. And this is why. Yeah. And it's a much deeper interaction than hitting a like bucket button on anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this whole yeah. conversation has me thinking about a, there's a Netflix documentary. I think it's on Netflix called Fake Famous. Have you seen it? Wow. No, I haven't. Oh, man. Um, so it's about this, this whole phenomenon around Instagram. And, you know, the influencers that we see on Instagram, whether they're a travel influencer or a fashion influencer, this whole idea of starting a business of yourself. So we've gone beyond you incorporated to you as an influencer incorporated. Fake famous is all about the image we project onto others uh, of who we are and what we're doing. And and then it, it kind of lifts the curtain to what really goes into making the photos and the videos that we're seeing. Oh, gosh, so yeah. like there's one, uh, one picture it's like, yes, I'm in this, like, um, I've traveled to this resort out on this beach, blah, 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 blah. And you know, it's a picture of somebody with a drink in their hand by the water and you see blue skies and a palm tree or two. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. Um, but then it shows the behind the scenes and what it is, it's somebody's backyard in like East LA. Uh, it, the water is in the kiddie pool and you know, it's just all about camera <laughs> angle. Like there just happened to be some palm trees in the backyard and 
And, and so they're, they're not really at the beach. They're in inner city Los Angeles in somebody's backyard that just happened to have palm trees and a kiddie pool. And they got the angle just right to make it look like you're holding a drink in your hand out on the water at some resort. And then they, they changed the geotag and the, the image to say that they were really at this resort. And, um, and people believe that this person is a jet setter who gets on planes and travels the world, goes to these different results, resorts, uh, and then they'll do the same thing with like fashion. They'll just go to a friend's shop who has a fashion store and then try on outfits and then you know take photos and, and kind of trade off. The, but they make it sound like they're really owning these products. And um, the end goal is that they get these freebies to like plug people's um, brands and so on. And But it, it's all fake. And then they get like these bots to come in and follow them. And so now it's like not all the followers you see on somebody's profile are real people. And uh, yeah. the likes and the comments are even bots. And so a lot of the engagement isn't even real. And one and some of the folks who've kind of fallen from that grace or gotten away from it because they're now looking for that authenticity, they're just yeah, I realized the only people following me were bots. And, you know, like one day I had, you know, 750,000 followers and then I stopped paying the guy who was boosting my numbers for me. And then all that went away and I had, I had 50 followers. <laughs> like what? And it was just like how much of it was inflated. And, um, but if we're doing the comparison game, we're not really looking for that authentic engagement with each other. You know, it, that becomes the thing we're pursuing. And is that really what we should be pursuing? Well, and it's also a situation where here's, you know, a lot of times the technology um, and certain fads, certain things, they've taken on a life of their own. And then if it's not being addressed at home or at school, again, how do we expect to, you know, even AI is another, uh, you know, there's certain ways that you can uh, address it or embrace it, but to just ignore it and say, all right, we'll just see where it goes. Well, this is where the challenges uh, occur. Um, every real quick, did that um, documentary have the? Um, there's there's one influencer that was um, they posted something up where they were on a plane, and it was actually a toilet seat that they it, were using. Yes, to... <laughs> yes, as <laughs> the window of the plane. I'm like, really? So, uh, but uh, when I talk with <clears throat> uh, when I talk with young people, especially. One of the things I'll ask them is, is how do you, uh, in the evening, you know, what, what is your process for falling asleep? And one of the things I tell them is be careful about if you fall asleep with the TV on and also what are you watching? Um, you know, there's, there are subliminal messages. There are things that we're taking in even when we're wide awake, but especially if you have this stuff in the background, you know, as a joke, what I'll say, not as a joke, but to be humorous, what I might say is, you know, if you have the walking dead in the background and you fall asleep, this is what your brain is hearing. Yes. As that's going to impact your dreams, going to impact whether or not you're, you're fully uh, in a REM sleep, you know, and then when you wake up in the morning, you're going to wonder why you may not be fully refreshed or maybe you're feeling a little on edge. So there's these, all these things, we're not really having that discussion or sharing that this is what's going to impact you. And then you talk about the influencers, you know, the, the, I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of social media. I, I know for our businesses, we need to sort of incorporate and use them to a certain degree, but it's a, it's sort of a, well, I'm going to get people upset, but it's sort of a love hate relationship just because I've watched what it has done to the people that I work with and especially to young people. Um, and if there's, if there's nothing to counter that, if there's no 
class course, if there's no direction to help put the social media in a specific, um, to, to, to understand how it's working for and against, then then we're we're fighting a a battle. There. Yeah, because we haven't really developed like clear cut etiquette rules in a sense. Uh, like in person, you know, there are certain things you just don't say and do. Like uh, otherwise, it results in things that you didn't want to have happen to you. Um, <laughs> whereas online, it's it's almost like this technology mediated. Um, Wild West, where some people see it as this is my chance to be a total jerk to everybody without repercussion, and others see it as an opportunity to project who I want to be as opposed to who I am, uh, just to get the attention I wanted to get or to to be recognized. I know I know some people who you know every time they post, it's always some what was me post because they love the attention that comes from that sympathy. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, you know, it's just the way the algorithm worked. And it's like, but we know that person and it wasn't that bad of an issue. <laughs> but, you know, they get on social media and they make it sound like, you know, they, they lost their grandmother for the fifth time. And like, but grandma's fine. We just talked to her, you know? <laughs> And and some of by the way, and some of the influencers, I, I'll say rather not rather than influencers, some of the more popular podcasters, uh, some of them have gone to such extreme in order to continue to have those followers or to create content that is so not in alignment with who they are that they've gotten outrageous. Um, and part of that is that dopamine rush that you know there's an addiction there as well. Whereas what's really exciting is that tapping into some of the podcasters that are very authentic, they're being who they are, they're, they're speaking their mind, um, but authentically so, not to offend anybody or to rile. Uh, and, and some of them are being canceled because of it, <laughs> but, but uh, it's, it's refreshing for those because they happen to be more longstanding than, than the others. And it's, but you know, it, it again, if we talk about time management, different things like that, if you if if you are honest with yourself, like I, I worked with one person who for them at night, they would just go down a rabbit hole when it came to social media. They'd settle in for the evening and then they're going through, going through, going through, and it wouldn't be just five minutes, fifteen minutes, it would be hours. And then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I have to get to sleep. And then so again, until we're willing to willing to address those things in our lives that we like, dislike, that we know distract or disrupt until we are going to be honest. We can't make any change until that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've already talked a lot about the importance of knowing your core values, knowing who you are, who you want to you know, be known for uh, in an authentic way. Um, we've even kind of hinted at here and there, like the, the need to establish this authenticity and authentic communication among our youth, our next generation. Um, and to get there, of course, we got to have the current set of adults get there too. Um, what are, and man, we can't, we're running out of time. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just flew right by. It's like, oh man. Uh, so for, for the folks listening in, uh, what are some practical things they can do to, you know, let's say they're an adult. Uh, it's kind of a two part question. Uh, part one is as an adult, what could I do to make sure I'm communicating authentically and being my most authentic self? Part two of this question is as an adult, how can I help influence the next generation in a way that makes sense to the next generation and not sort of a, well, you kids need to know how to do this. Like, you know, so it, it resonates and, and is seen as authentic and genuine 
by you of us adults. That was a longer part too, though. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm going to kind of combine the two. Okay. So look, um, I, it's we just we just had a discussion. The time went by rather quickly, and I think that that's the secret right there. So one of the big things in, in a classroom, for example, that I always enjoyed was if we could have a discussion on whatever it is that we were covering, whether it was a book or if you're in history or it does, you know, but having that discussion is so important. And so that I would say being able, and I think this is the reason why podcasts are so popular is because it's interesting to listen to people engage in a civil discourse. If we turn on some of the other stuff or the media, it's just really about arguing uh, back and forth. So by having a true discussion, now, the reality is friends. Uh, we have friends that we've known for years, but think about how much you really, you know, do you go beyond the surface? You know, we have some friends where all we, all we have really in common now is the past, but we're not really knowing who that person is now. And I think that that's, so we need to be willing, whether it's with our young people or with our current family and friends, uh, we need to be willing to listen and be willing to engage in a conversation. And to engage in a conversation means, how are you? Really, how are you? You know, uh, what do you think about this? Because uh, a lot of times, too, we'll talk to people and it's their story. It's someone else's story. And, and, and that's fine, but there's no reciprocal. It's not being reciprocated. That's a dialogue. You know, that's a conversation. And we're not really having that. So being willing to put ourselves in that position to actually truly authentically engage. Um, and then I'm going to go back to that whole, we need to ask ourselves, um, who are we? You know, we need to get to know that person that's in the mirror. Once we get to know that person in the mirror, hopefully we can, we can begin to feel comfortable with that person. Uh, and then through that, if we need to make a change, and by the way, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's pretty. There are going to be things that we're not going to be happy about, but that's what it means to be human. And so in order, in order to have that change, to bring about that change, um, that's, I think, the secret is just really, who am I? And then who do I want to surround myself with? Because I think that's the other thing too. Whether you're an adult or whether you're a young person, um, looking at what you bring to a relationship or to a friendship and what do you want in return? Because if you're able to articulate that, you're not going to settle anymore. And that's just really about being authentic and genuine and real. Did I answer your questions properly? I believe so. Yes. Yes. Address both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is what people need to see. Like, what does a dialogue look like that doesn't devolve into name calling and just shouting matches? Uh, even when you're talking about topics and issues that are sensitive for folks, I think the pandemic showed us a lot of the need for this uh, because now people are saying the quiet parts out loud and you're like, wait a second. Uh, and, or they were taking a side and, and like buying into these bullet points of whatever belief they had already, but the engagements never went deeper than just regurgitating bullet points and shouting out insults. And, and you see friendships and you see families split and it's like, wow, did we forget how to actually communicate and put some boundaries in how we're going to have this discourse. Um, you know, what are we in agreement on? And, you know, and let's get back to the values part. And it's like, I heard so many arguments, mostly on social media, uh, <laughs> where both sides of an issue, I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see me, uh, <laughs> both sides of the issue are saying the same thing, but 
because it was packaged in I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative or I'm a Christian, I'm atheist, because it's packaged in a person who's saying it from that perspective, it was total garbage. And then you hear the other person say exactly the same thing. Um, and it's like they believe in the same value of that people's lives are in, but then they're really going to town trying to vilify the other side that they don't be- they don't believe that. And it's like, when are they going to hear each other that they're really saying the same thing? And um, yeah. Yeah. That's because we have been conditioned to focus on the difference rather than the similarity. If we took a step back, my goodness, we are so much more similar, but that doesn't push the proper narrative. You're not going to get the likes, you're not going to get the views, you're not unless it's something that spikes someone's blood pressure. And then understanding that the social media is all run by algorithms, then you know, there you don't. So that's why taking a break from it is great. And 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 you know, I mean, that alone could be an entire show. But uh, I think that's part of the challenge uh, right there. People are not going to hear each other because that's not what they've been taught. And if we're not doing that in the family, in the home, or if we're not doing that um, in schools, it's it's tough. Because look, I, one of the courses I I teach uh, is journalism. And I've been teaching journalism for probably 20 years. And the thing is, is uh, the hardest part about teaching journalism is that everything, and, and I, I'm intentionally using everything, not some, I'm intentionally, almost all the examples that are out there though, are do not fit into what journalism is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be objective. It's supposed to be uh, without bias. Everything has changed so much. Uh, in recent years, and the examples. So here you are in journalism talking about how, you know, as a journalist, you're supposed to look at it this way. And then what are the examples? And so I think that's really very, very tough um, in in terms of trying to help young people be able to navigate uh, that kind of a system. Yeah, so powerful. So powerful. I, I can already tell you and I could probably talk forever about everything related to authenticity <laughs> and, and live an authentic life. Uh, now, your website is AuthenticEmbassy.com. Uh, for those watching, you can see it on the screen. For those not, I just said it. <laughs> uh, and you've got a book out there that I'm going to get my hands on. And it was, uh, uh, Who Are You Really? Um, and The Search for Authenticity. Yes. And uh, I'm putting it down for we're at the end of the year 2023, but it's definitely going to be on my list for the start of 2024, which is about when this episode comes out anyway. So we'll read it together, guys. Um, To get a copy of that, it's on Amazon. Uh, Any final words of wisdom, Ray, before we go? You know, other than, uh, you know, aside from from gratitude, which is which is really important. Um, being able to look at situations. Look, uh, real quick, I apologize, it's kind of a, a, a different uh, slant for a moment. Uh, when you talk about the pandemic, I think what happened with the pandemic is that people began to realize that, hey, wait a minute, I want a better life. I want a better existence. I want a better job. I want better experiences. But I think at the same time, as you had mentioned, we've forgotten how to communicate. And so it's not just social media. You've had arguments and things pop up in sporting events. You've had more road rage incidences, people at work unable to. So what I would say ending here is that we really need to get in touch with ourselves. What do we want to change before we start that? Who are you? And then understanding that when you enter a workplace or even within the family, put yourself in their position as well. Um, If somebody starts to get a little... um, 
uh, agitated or somebody starts to get a little excited, try not to match that. Um, and what I would say is we don't want to escalate. We're not giving people permission to act rude, but take a step back so you can respond versus react. And if we can do that, perhaps we can begin to have that dialogue that we really need. I love that. Ray, it's been great to have you on this show and also great to have the conversation we had before we even hit record. Oh, so. that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm out there in the Seattle area, I know who to look up. Please, please. Anytime. Please. I hope. Uh, I hope you'll come soon. Oh, me too. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Jerry. Now, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation like I did, took copious notes, and you've got yourself a nice action item to take from this episode that you're going to start implementing ASAP. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do something today with what you heard and said you're going to do. Now, if you want to get a copy of his book, Who Are You Really? The Search for Authenticity, I'll have that linked in the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 406. I'll also have some extra goodies for you because, you know, I've got a, a workshop coming up. So if you're looking to be a more authentic leader, you want to have that kind of work environment where people are thriving and they want to stay, and it's even attracting people from the outside who are going to compete to work for you. I've got a workshop coming up, and so check it out. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, the workshop is called The Engagement Accelerator. It's gonna be two days. It's happening in April 2024 in the DFW area. Uh, we're gonna cover everything from how to create your personal leadership credo, delegating so that you're developing your staff. We're gonna have a little power hour, actually like two hours, where we're doing some think tank deep dive stuff to help you solve a specific real world issue in the workplace and, and so much more. I also have links to uh, the fake famous show that's on Netflix and uh, a link to Authentic Embassy uh, as well as some other episodes that talk about authentic leadership and all that good stuff. Now, I'm glad you joined me in this episode and I look forward to joining with you again on the next one. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. <laughs>